2: Jason Pinkston, uh, longtime uh, Cleveland Brown, and uh, every single Football Friday at three PM guest of this show with Nick and Dustin on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Pink, welcome to the show, buddy.
3: What's going on, guys? Uh, we we got to start with this, Jason. Do you shower every day?
4: Almost every day.
2: Mm, there was an almost in there. was an there,
3: almost Dustin. in there. Okay. So here's the discrepancy we've got in the show right now, Pink. Right now. We've got Nick, who hasn't showered since Wednesday, which I think is disgusting. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Wednesday night. He's done to be yard fair. work. He's he's out, you know, chopping wood, mm-hmm. taking his dog for walks, and hasn't showered since Wednesday. I think it's disgusting. I shower every day. So
4: Wednesday we're just,
2: night. why do you
4: unacceptable? Uh, thank you.
2: Thank you. Unacceptable. Well, okay. A band of Brothers. Look it up sometime, Jason Pinkston.
4: <laughs> unacceptable. As a as a big guy
2: myself. That's right.
4: I I, I I hate to feel musty, so I, I have to shower. If I sh- like like I showered this morning, and then I, but I, yesterday I showered you know the night before. So like I I, I have to go within twenty four hours. You have to.
2: You know uh, what I would like to submit for for your records is that Dustin smelled me earlier, and his quote. Wasn't not as, as bad not as, as, as I thought, thought it, it was going to be. be. <laughs> yeah, so I got that going for me. Uh, Jason, how you feeling the Browns-Ravens here? you excited about this one?
4: I am. I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, it. You know, obviously from, well, one, you, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson is out, so that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, I, I like our chances with him being out um, a lot more. You know, they go up. So, you know, I'm not too concerned about the... Crazy running from Huntley as much as I am with Lamar, you know he can break a game wide open, and I'm looking forward to see our offense. You know, take. I'm a, 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 looking to see Deshaun take another step. Um, he he seems like he got a little bit better from obviously game one to game two. Now let's you know let's see if we can put it all together, and uh, I, I want we we got to get Nick Chubb get back going. You know, I think he had twelve carries last week for. 34 yards. I mean, that, that's unacceptable. I know Cincinnati has a good uh, defense and a good, you know, uh, run defense at that, but you know, him to have 12, uh, 12 to 14 touches, I think that's unacceptable. I think we threw the ball 42 times last week. You know, I still want, I still want to keep our offense as it is with Jacoby. You know, I don't want to just go throwing it you know, 40 and 50 times a game, I don't think that's necessary. If we get the run going, then that'll open up the passing lanes for Deshaun to make some of those nice throws. Last week
3: on a fourth and one, they took <laughs> Deshaun Watson off the field and put in a cold Jacoby Brissett and took a 40 yard bomb. Uh, I've got a problem with taking your $230 million quarterback off the field in the most crucial moments of games. Um, but the the Browns don't apparently, and they their whole staff was behind it. And Deshaun, he said he was behind it. I don't know if he believes he was behind it. What'd you make of that play?
4: Going back to that play, I, I, we're not gonna you're not gonna fool anybody in this league, right? You know, and to to take Deshaun out for that play and throw a bomb, we're we're better off just running that play with him. You know, I mean, I I, I didn't like it, and I know that you like the, you guys said the coaches are. Everyone was on board. Yeah, maybe that you draw that one up in practice and it looked good. And it, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't have went that way. Me personally.
2: All right, let's get to Deshaun Watson here. Kevin Stefanski said earlier this week that he doesn't have goals for Deshaun over the final four games, which I felt was like probably the thing you're going to say to not put pressure on your quarterback. What, What would you like to see? What what advancement? What What movement? Because we saw some growth from the Texans game to the Bengals game. What growth would you like to see in Game Three here from Deshaun? I would.
4: I would just like us to you know, you know, finish finish some more drives. You know, pick up some first downs with your legs. You know, obviously the timing has has been all been an issue since returning. Um, I'd like to see them connect more. Um, be be a little more fluid and moving the ball, and, and 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 some of the play calling, too. I mean, you know, like you said, we have those great running backs. Let's use them to get them going, play action, and open things up. I, I, I want to see him, you know, cap off a two-minute two minute drill, score touchdowns, points. Whatever the situation may be, I just want to see them come out on top on it. And, and, and show some improvement. And, and you know, Coach Fisket has no goals. You're right. You know, you don't want to put more pressure. That's already Trust me. He feels the pressure. The pressure is on Deshaun. No one has to say a word. He's under pressure. He signed a $230 million guaranteed contract. We're putting all this stuff that happened in the past behind him. It's still out there, you know. So there's, there's a lot of pressure on him. I just want to see him compete, improve, and win us some games down this stretch.
3: I mean, in in terms of uh, the final four games with with Stefanski, do you think Deshaun Watson's evaluating Stefanski too?
4: Um, maybe a little bit, but you know, everything he's been through, I don't think he, you know, I, I think he's happy to have an opportunity and still to be playing and to sign to get that kind of money. I really think it puts you at ease on trying to, you know. You know, look at people the wrong way, or you know, try to judge them on what they're doing. I think we honestly, we truly will not know anything about Deshaun Watson until he has a full season in that offense, a full off season, a full training camp, mini camp, and a full season of games. We're not going to know anything. We, we you truly aren't. You know, we can we can gauge him by these last couple games and have some excitement, or you know, be upset about some things. But I think we're really not going to know until next
2: year. All right, so this leads me to where I've been this week. The Cincinnati game really upset me. And it's not that they lost. It was how they lost. It was penalties. It was more mental miscues. And it it, it took me back to the line, you either coach it or you allow it. Um, And then there were some really weird comments from the Browns coaches about uh, the fact that Tyler Boyd and some of the other guys were out and that made it tougher for them to stop only Jamar Chase. And so I just, for me, since the bye week, I see the Dolphins' loss and the Bengals' loss. One loss, which I thought was totally about effort, and one which I thought was about focus. And I just don't see a team that looks to be playing better football down the stretch. Which to me is the number one sign of a well-coached team. Can you talk me out of that?
4: (laughs) I I would, I would have to agree with you. And you know, it's it's disappointing to see, um, you know, the, the. the penalties and the stupid mistakes, the blown coverages, the misassignments. Like we're in week, what, 14 now? Like, that stuff needs to be behind us. And if you look around the NFL, you see these teams who are winning games. They are not committing, you know, stupid penalties and having miscues and bad mistakes. They're final on all cylinders. And, you know, Josh Cribs used to scream at that practice all day, and I used to hate it. They'll walk if you let them, and, and I'm not saying Coach DeFanski's is letting them, you know, run this run the asylum or whatever it may be. But you know, there needs to be some discipline, and we're professionals, and those guys are being paid a lot of money, and they just need to be accountable to the team and to each player and each man out there, and and, and your organization, and and not represent us that way. You know, it was very disappointing, like you said, like uh, the stupid penalties are, are just. It, it, those kill teams and it, it'll get you beat every single time and an effort you should never have to coach effort especially when you're playing at the highest level like it, it, you know like you said it, it was it was embarrassing and it, it needs to be it needs to be a
2: culture change
3: uh miles garrett's battling an injury here um was it nick a shoulder
2: yeah, it's the shoulder that I believe started with the car injury, uh, the car crash.
3: Yeah, and I I said the other day, Pink, I'm I'm like, man, playoffs are out out of reach at this point. I, I think at some point maybe shut him down. I don't know if the Browns will do that. I don't know if he will allow them to do that. Um, he's still having a great year, of course, but I mean, when you're not playing for anything here, I, I feel like you may, may want to protect some of your stars. What's say you?
4: you know, it, it's it's very disappointing that his shoulder is hurt. Obviously with the accident of him, you know, racing in his car. Um, it's, it's disappointing, and it kind of makes you not feel bad for him, but you feel bad for him because we're all human. We make mistakes. And, you know, I, I would have to agree. You know, you see where we, where, where we land here in the next two games, if we win these next two games, and, and, and just see what happens. But if we're not playing for anything at the end of the year and there's something significantly wrong with his shoulder, I'd shut him down and get him get him on the rehab path to be ready for next season. Uh, it benefits us none to keep him on the field, and you know he, he's had a good season so far. But we know what he brings to the table for us. There's no sense in sticking him out there and letting him his, his blow his shoulder up or something. You know, serious happen.
2: Jason, you mentioned culture. That was a word you used when we were talking about the way they've come out and played in the second half here. What changes would you like to see the Browns make this off season that might? Help them facilitate a change in culture, which, in fairness, I, I thought we had after the playoff win a couple of years ago.
4: Yeah, you know, man, I, I, the, it's 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 so weird, and it seems like these every team is year to year. You look around the league and you see these you know teams that made it far to the playoffs. They're not doing well. Um, injuries happen. Every year is so different, and it's you know. I don't know what needs to happen. I, I, I know we need to, you know, kind of figure out our defense a little bit more. We definitely need to invest in some some young defensive tackle talent on the inside to help out. Um, you know, and, and maybe we need to add some a couple more veterans who've been there, who have the experience and knows what it takes to get to where we want to be. Because um, we have a pretty young team all, all around you know offense and defense most of those guys are, are pretty young um but you know and who knows you know maybe we need to evaluate you know some coaching things and change some things with with, with on our staff and in that locker room and and see what that does for us but you know something has to change you know if, if you go from you're making the playoffs and then you're Uh, you know down years it's it's just very disappointing I want to see them sustain and be competitive for years and not just one year every 20 plus years you know that's what we're a much better team and I believe we're a much better franchise than that we just need to get it right
2: Jason we appreciate you buddy great stuff Except for that part where you stabbed a fellow large man in the back with that shower comment. But it's okay. I'll forgive you. He's got to go take a shower now. And we got to talk yeah, next Friday, okay? He feels dirty after
3: just talking to you.
2: I know long-term, the Browns' offense is going to become more of a passing offense. I don't think that makes Nick Chubb obsolete. I think it probably makes Kareem Hunt obsolete. But in this game... um I think the worst thing could happen is that Deshaun Watson has to throw 50 passes. I think you're going to have to make a couple big plays to win the game, and I think that's why the Browns have a real shot to win is because Deshaun can pass, and he's a better passer yeah. than Tyler Huntley. But, yeah, I, I think there's mm. a really good point in there from Jason Pinkston about let's let's get back to that run game thing even with the offensive yeah, line. Here's the is.
3: recipe for success tomorrow. You want to win this game, Nick Chubb's going to have to have 20 carries, Okay. I think Deshaun probably throws twenty to twenty-five attempts, mm-hmm. and I think I think Deshaun's going to have to have about five to seven runs.
2: I also think you you mentioned something, and and, interesting.
3: and maybe it. Sorry, Nick. Maybe at I least forget. four of those runs designed.
2: Well, I think you got to be. I do think you have to be selectively aggressive with the pass early in this game, because I think anything you can do to get the the Ravens defense reeling. Because they're physical. If you let them pin their ears back and 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 punch you in the mouth, yeah, it's gonna be a tough Saturday for you. So I do kind of think like whether it's a design run, whether it's uh uh whether it's kind of designing a couple plays to just get Deshaun moving. Because I think that's another big thing. Like you don't have to run for Deshaun. Like we saw with that Anthony Schwartz thing, where Deshaun was kind of scrambling and just flicked his wrist. And if Anthony Schwartz doesn't fumble that ball. It's one of the coolest plays we see all year long. I think I think you've got to use Deshaun as the mismatch to get that defense going sideways, so that you can then start to pound the rock with Nick Chubb, and then you can start to do everything you said. Yeah. So it's like it's like you've got to be selective, aggressive early, and have some success there. But then you really have to make sure you're establishing. If you wait until the, se- the third quarter to establish Nick Chubb, you're going to lose this game. Yes. I agree 100%. I mean, we know what the Ravens are going to try and do.
3: So essentially what you have to do is play the exact same game as them. And Deshaun's got to play better than Huntley in in probably five to seven snaps of the game, like third downs, red zone situations where it matters. Mm -hmm. And if they do that, they'll win the game. It may not be pretty. They may win 18 to 15. I and love, I say it's going to be like a weird score, too. I guarantee it.
2: I love thinking of sadistic or questions. So this is going to lead me to this one because you mentioned everything that, about you. Is sadistic. That's true. That's actually it's sadistic. Nick said sadistic. No, that's a sadistic.
3: Sadistic Wilson.
2: You know what? That gets wrong.
3: I'm Sinistic Wilson. I almost I'm sinistic Wilson. It's more of a question. I know.
2: Yeah. Um, if you could choose that the Browns win and Deshaun let's say, looks exactly the same he did against the Bengals. So there's no real growth. Or Deshaun could ball out in this game and for whatever reason the Browns lose. What result would give you more hope about the Cleveland Browns over the rest of the season? Um, You, you said win the game or Deshaun plays well? Yeah. So basically you win the game, but Deshaun plays as well as he did against Cincinnati. Or I, I'll say this. I, at this point in time... You didn't let me finish my or Go go. Or Deshaun balls
3: out, but you lose. I knew you were going to say that. So I would say this: I believe that Deshaun playing well the rest of the season is all that matters.
2: I agree. Now you want
3: to win, and it, you'll feel a lot better about it after the game if you do get the victory. But like, I just think for the the long term. Thoughts, expectations of this organization. We need to see Deshaun Watson
2: ball out. I don't trust this team to go four and zero down the stretch. I don't, and that's what you're going to have to do to to have to to continue to have your less than one percent chance of making the playoffs. Oh, and by the way, the Jets are going to lose this weekend. There are teams in front of you that I think are guaranteed to lose because Zach Wilson's starting this weekend. Mike White will not be starting. So I think the Jets are going to lose to the Lions. So there's that. There's one positive domino that I think is happening in front of you. But here's the reality. I It doesn't matter if you win this weekend. I don't believe you're going to win the three games after it because this team has just not consistently showed up week in, week out. And I think we're at the point in the season it's a little late. It's a little late for them to suddenly put it together and all of a sudden we're going to ru- – they're, they're going to rally the troops, and they're going to be the team that they haven't been for the first 13 games of the season. So if Deshaun goes out there, and let's let's go crazy. Deshaun throws for um, 300 yards and has three touchdowns, no turnovers, makes a bunch of big plays, and the Browns lose by a field goal late. It's just the defense just had another bad performance, right? I'd much rather that than anything else. Because I think, because again, we're talking about what gives you, it's going to make me watch. You can lose the rest of this season. If Deshaun plays well, I'm going to be interested. I think the reason why Browns fans aren't that interested in this game, and again, that's a generality. I shouldn't, I hate when people do that on the radio. If, if Browns fans aren't interested in this game, I think it's probably to do with the fact we haven't seen anything close to vintage Deshaun, not just that they're, almost officially eliminated from the playoff hunt. Although the two together absolutely is the death now for some people.
3: He's got to play better. He's got, he's got to be able to to make some of those vintage plays that make us all feel really warm and fuzzy about the future.
2: I think it's going to happen. I, think I don't he, know. I think he's going to be better. Gonna,
3: I don't know it's going to happen, Nick. That's what's scary about this well, situation.
2: It's just weird because the catch-22 like, is... I think he's
3: going to get better. But when... when when we're talking about like the vintage Deshaun, are we talking about like the dude who takes off for seventy-five yards?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's happening in this game. Or, I'm sorry, I wouldn't expect that to happen in this game. But if he is the jump from the t- the Houston game to the Cincy game, if he makes that exact same level of jump mm-hmm. in terms of how he plays, his his box score is going to look really, really pretty. They'll probably have somewhere uh, around the. 60, 65% completion percentage. He'll probably have another 30, 40 yards in the ground. Probably score, the offense will probably score uh, two touchdowns, whereas last week they scored a touchdown. I think it's funny. We had, uh, Stefanski was talking earlier this week, and he was asked if there were any specific goals for Deshaun over the last four games, and he answered it exactly how Kevin Stefanski would answer that.
3: No, and I think Deshaun uh, really takes each one of these games in in its own week, and and this week is all about the Ravens and what what we need to do as a team, what, what he needs to do for the offense to play good football. But outside of that, I don't think that's really his or our focus.
2: For the second time in this show, I'm going to respectfully call somebody full of crap. I already did that respectfully with Ken Carman about the four showers a day in the summer. Uh, that's what I I expect Kevin Stefanski to say it. But if you don't think internally and hell, if you don't think Kevin Stefanski is thinking to himself, I've got to get Deshaun to show X by the end of the season, then you don't realize how the NFL is working. That's what he's going to say in public, in private. He is talking with Van Pelt. He's talking with, uh, isn't it drew and I'm forgetting what the last name of the, uh, the quarterback's coach is. But he's talking with all his coaches on the offense and saying, hey, pretty sure we're safe for this year, but let's go ahead and let, we got to find a way to make sure we unlock something really special from Deshaun so we can kind of prove our worth. Because if Deshaun continues to look like some amalgamation of the first two games, I mean, Drew Petzing, Drew thank Petsing. you. Petsing. But if Deshaun kind of looks like an average of those first two games, I think that's only going to further in danger or rather further pressure Kevin Stefanski here at the end of the thir- third year. And I think it will ask people in the Browns organization, how much of this is Deshaun and how much of this is Kevin. We're going to find out. I, I-, I think we're going
3: to find out and it starts tomorrow. I, I think Nick will have like big time answers on Monday about Kevin, about Deshaun and really about where this team's headed the final month of the season.
2: There's another sadistic or because we've had a lot of people on this station who think I am being too conservative talking about Kevin Stefanski, not just jumping to the end and saying he should be fired. So would you rather see Deshaun Watson be vintage Deshaun Watson before the end of the season, or would you rather see Kevin Stefanski fired? Because I don't think both things happen. You think
3: if we see vintage Deshaun, it saves Kevin's job?
2: Yes, because Kevin can go, look what I did. We've got. Yeah, this, but look, just I'm, not to... the, I'm not.
3: I'm not the point where I want to see Kevin go. I just think. I, he, I, I think he's proven to this point. He probably should go. But I'd love to see him turn things around in Deshaun to to be able to you know get back on track and make everything
2: hunky dory. I'd rather Deshaun succeed than Kevin fail. And I don't know that a lot I of want people want to see him both him. succeed. Well, yeah. I mean, I I think I think they both happen. Like I I'd rather if Deshaun fails, Kevin fails. If Deshaun succeeds. Kevin succeeds. I'm very frustrated with Kevin Stefanski. I would like, as of right now, I would like him to get a chance to hire the right coordinator. Um, at, You know what, though? At this time, you know what I'd like to see from Kevin? A little bit of leadership. And not just that fake bull crap, I don't talk mm. bad about you in front of the media, so we're good behind the scenes kind of crap. Because that kind of phony baloney pr- just pisses me off. Uh, you know, I
3: thought Lima so. made a really good point this morning. When he talked about Kevin Stefanski in
2: in terms of like what the head coach's
3: role is and, and what his duties are and what he can and cannot do and like, okay, we know the defense is the biggest problem on this football team right now. Is it is it not, Nick? Yeah, yeah, right. So the defense is the problem. So why can't Kevin Stefanski? He's got a great offensive mind in Alex Van Pelt. Still work with the defense. Still work with the offense. Maybe delegate some of the play calls or all the play calling offensively to Van Pelt. And go work on the defense. Mm -hmm. That's your job. Your defense stinks. It needs a boost. Like, I don't know. Go work with the defense during practice. Get on Joe Woods' ass.
0: Rip him of the play-calling duties.
2: And maybe don't let Jeff Howard
0: talk in front of the media. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island